Today is Monday, January the 22nd, 2024, and this is a Daily Inc. update. Two U.S. Navy SEALs have had their status changed to deceased. The U.S. Central Command confirmed that after a 10-day exhaustive search for the bodies of those two SEALs, nothing has come up. The two men were part of an operation taking place off the coast of Somalia regarding a vessel that was carrying Iran-manufactured missiles and was bound for the country of Yemen in order for those missiles to be used by Houthi militants to attack Israel. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is now out of the Republican presidential primary just a day before the primary voting occurs in New Hampshire. Now, following our second place finish in Iowa, we've prayed and deliberated on the way forward. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. Well, I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, a repackaged form of warmed-over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. Trump released a statement thanking DeSantis for his endorsement. Both Trump and Haley held rallies over the weekend in New Hampshire. Haley held hers in a high school auditorium. Trump's was packed out in a sports arena where he engaged in a master stroke of political campaigning when he brought out two South Carolina leaders, which is the state where Haley is from and where she served as governor, by the way. Those state leaders urged Republicans in New Hampshire to be a part of a victory trifecta for Trump. Here is the South Carolina Speaker of the House. My name is Merle Smith. I'm the Speaker of the South Carolina House. I served with Nikki Haley in the General Assembly. I held a fundraiser for her when she ran for governor at my home. But I can tell you right now, I, as as well as a majority of my colleagues in the leadership of the South Carolina House of Representatives and members, are supporting Donald Trump. You are in a unique position. You are in a sacred position right now because Tuesday you can come out and vote and, and have Donald Trump win this primary overwhelming and send a message to the Republican Party in this state. And I tell you this, if you do that and you win by a big margin here, we'll finish the job in South Carolina. So thank you. God bless you. South Carolina Governor Henry McMasters then came in and wrapped it up with this appeal. We're here for one reason. You've heard this, those great philosophers, the Spice Girls, tell us what you want, what you really, really want. Well, that's what we're here to do, to tell you what we in South Carolina want, what we really, really want. And there he is, right there. The divorce case documents belonging to Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade in Georgia are now out, and it is evidence that is going to do some major damage to Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis and her efforts to charge Donald Trump with trying to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in that state. The credit card statements belonging to Nathan Wade show a series of vacation purchases that he made that also included Willis as his traveling companion. This provides further evidence to the allegations that Wade and Willis were having an affair while both working on the case against Trump and that Willis was paying Wade taxpayer money for his work while also benefiting with all the vacations he was taking her on. The two traveled to San Francisco, Napa Valley, Belize, Aruba, Miami, 
and at the end of 2023, Australia, all of which are not places connected in any way to the case that they're working on. This latest evidence comes after Wade's wife, Jocelyn, submitted a divorce filing this past Friday in which she shared the bank statements that show the purchases made by Wade. Wade filed for divorce from his wife of 20-plus years the day after he was offered a contract by Willis to be special prosecutor on this RICO case, and the RICO case is something that Wade had zero experience in prosecuting before that time. Another big case in the state of Georgia recently had a bombshell moment last Friday in federal court. Curling versus Raffensperger is the case. It was filed back in 2017, and it challenges the Dominion voting system, in particular the ballot marking devices. So what happened last week in the courtroom was computer science and engineering professor J. Alex Halderman demonstrated right before Judge Totenberg's eyes how easy it is to hack the ballot marking device. What Halderman did was witnessed by reporter Amber Connor. Connor details to the Gateway Pundit how Halderman borrowed a simple pen from the defense attorney in this case and then using the pen to depress the on-off button at the back of the machine was able to put it into a safe mode. As he's pushing it for five to 10 seconds to instigate the reboot. But before you reboot the whole thing, there'll, there'll be something that comes up to ask if he wants to go into safe mode. And then he pushes yes. So it doesn't shut it down or reboot. He just goes into safe mode. And that allows him to open up files and change the content of files. That's, that's huge. Yes. Anybody who understood coding and had grown up with a computer and knew like about computer viruses, knows how to insert malware, knows how to use USB transfer data, change files and um, reconfigure settings. And if they had the knowledge of what they were supposed to do, then they would know how to go into safe mode and and. When, when you go into safe mode, you can then become a super user. And the super user is the, is the vulnerable command that allows you to bypass normal security controls. Some House Republicans have crafted a bill that prohibits U.S. taxpayer money from going to the World Economic Forum anymore. House Republicans call the WEF a transnational organization with goals that are misguided, elitist, and anti-American. The Defund Davos Act would keep money from being used by the U.S. State Department or the Agency for International Development or any other federal agency from sending money over to the WEF in any way. Speaking of the WEF, last week was the group's annual conference. It was held in Switzerland. The president of the Heritage Foundation here in the U.S., Kevin Roberts, was able to attend some meetings in Davos, and he also took the opportunity to blast the global elitists in a very similar fashion as what was done by Argentinian president Javier Malay. It's laughable that you would or anyone would describe Davos as protecting liberal democracy. It's equally laughable to use the word dictatorship at Davos and, and aim that at President Trump. In fact, I think that's absurd. But I'm going to step aside from that constructive criticism and instead answer your question. Yep. And, and I'm going to be substantive here. President Trump, if he's the next president, for that matter, I think whoever the next conservative president is going to take on the power of the elites, which I mentioned earlier. But there, the, the thing that I want to drive home here, the very reason that I'm here at Davos, is to explain to many people in this room and who are watching, with all due respect, nothing personal, but that you're part of the problem. Political elites tell the average people on three or four or five issues that the reality is X, when in fact reality is Y. Take immigration. Elites tell us that open borders and even illegal immigration are okay. 
the average person tells us in the United States, that both rob them of the American way of life. They're right. I guess the favorite at the World Economic Forum is climate change. Elites tell us that we we have this existential crisis with so-called climate change, so much so that climate alarmism is probably the greatest cause for mental health crisis in the world. The solutions, the average person know, based on climate change, are far worse and more harmful and cost more human lives, especially in Europe during the time that you need heating, than do the problem and the problems themselves. The number one adversary, not just to the United States, but to free people on planet Earth, China. Not only do we at at Davos not say that, we give the Chinese Communist Party a platform. Count on President Trump ending that nonsense. National Story Updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. I really want to focus further on the bombshell news out of Georgia, which is a state that is rife with election issues that many patriotic residents there are seeking to expose and to rectify. Now, if you followed for any time the work of True the Vote, Catherine Engelbrick and Greg Phillips, you're well aware of the problems that the state of Georgia has when it comes to dirty voter rolls, especially those hundreds of thousands of names on the rolls that were helpful in getting mail-in ballots or absentee ballots to be trafficked by Democratic operatives to favor Joe Biden in 2020. This latest case that is ongoing in that state, Curling versus Raffensperger, is revealing the election problems in the state from an entirely different angle, the voting machines, in particular the ballot marking devices. This lawsuit is focused solely on the BMDs and not much else surrounding the Dominion voting systems. Even so, the lawsuit and the cybersecurity experts that have been brought in to showcase the computer vulnerabilities are exposing a litany of those weaknesses. Here is Amber Connor once again reporting to the Gateway Pundit about how Professor J. Alex Holderman, who is a computer science and engineering expert at the University of Michigan, demonstrated other ways that the Dominion system, which is used in every county in Georgia, by the way, can be successfully and easily hacked. When uh, the terminal is accessible, then you can install malware. So you can actually install something that you've already pre-programmed or you can program it at that point to do whatever you tell it to do. So that can be anything from um, if they vote for George Washington, that it could get recorded as Benedict Arnold. And is that something that he was that something that he actually displayed was the George Washington Benedict Arnold? Yes, he showed how you can manipulate. So he showed all these different ways that um, and he did a fake ballot, you know, vote for Washington or Benedict Arnold. But then he showed how it would come out on the printer that you voted for Washington and the QR code said Washington. But when it was recorded and then you counted the records and and it showed him doing the the ballot five times. Mm -hmm. Right. Then it showed three for um, Benedict Arnold and two for Washington. Oh, my God. So you can set the mode where it can go. It can switch the vote every seventh vote. Oh, my gosh. Every other vote. 
every 10th vote. So he showed all these different ways that you can do it. And then he also showed where the ballot marking device hooks up into the printer. You can unplug the printer from the ballot marking device and put in a a bush bunny, I think is what it's called. And that's like a, a, a kind of, um, it, it goes into the drive. It's like an, a, a, and I can't remember what it's called. You can look up what the bush, what the bush bunny is, the technical term, but you can install the malware that's already pre-programmed. So you, you can pre-program the bush bunny somewhere else. Uh-huh. And then you just go to the machine and you unplug the printer and then you plug this in and it will manually do all of the things so you don't have to touch it. So your fingers don't have to touch it. Nothing has to touch it. Now, if you want to dig even further into the other election problems in the state of Georgia, especially related to the 2020 presidential election where Joe Biden supposedly beat out Donald Trump by 10,000 votes, be sure and go to open.inc and peruse the whole Georgia collection, which has videos and documents covering True the Votes efforts in that state following 2020. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update. I'm not going to do that. 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 I